Hey there, Lisa Schwartz here. Welcome to my podcast, Teach and Talk with Lisa, where we are unpacking biblical principles with everyday words and applying them to our everyday lives. Now, in this series, we are talking about things that the glory of God does for us. Now, let me share with you why I'm so passionate about this message. Right now, this is the book that I'm writing called The Pursuit of His Glory, Seeking the Character of God. And I really feel like this is so important because a lot of times we chase down the anointing of God. It's fun. It's magnificent. It's glamorous. I love it. It's what we feel. It's what we experience. It's the manifestation of God's presence. And so a lot of times we forget the importance of pursuing the glory of God, which in essence is his character. It's his nature. It's his person. Now, to learn more on the glory of God, I'm going to encourage you to go to my playlist that talks about the glory versus the anointing, where you'll really get schooled a little bit more on the difference between the two. But for this episode, we're going to be talking about um, the things that the glory does for us. Now, in the last episode, we talked about how the glory of the Lord um, cancels the presence of self, how it cancels the flesh. It overrides what's happening in your emotions, what's happening in your thoughts, um, that in God's presence, uh, his fullness overtakes anything that you're experiencing, anything that you're that is going on in your heart and your mind in that moment. Um, becomes one with God when you are saturated in the glory. Remember, the glory is his person. The Bible says that the whole earth is full of his glory. And so we know that God's presence is here at all times. However, again, in that lesson on what is the glory, what we learn is you and I become the container of God's glory and we are what Um, keeps the presence of the Lord here on earth. So in other words, Jesus brought the presence of God here on earth and we hold the presence here on earth. And it is through us that God manifests and what we see in our lives is the anointing. Uh, But what we want to have in our hearts is the glory, the character of God. We want everything we do to be compelled by the glory of God, by the heart of God, the nature of God. Every service we do, every ministry we do, every work that we do should come up out of the glory of God. Just like Jesus, every time he healed, every time he fed, every time he resurrected some from the, somebody from the dead, it was because he was compelled by the heart of God. He was compelled by compassion. He was compelled by love. So today we're going to be talking about how one of the things the glory of God does for us is it reveals our true identity. So why is that? I keep saying over and over again that the glory of God is his nature. It's his character. It's the person of God. Well, you and I were designed in the likeness of God. We learned this in Genesis chapter one. It says, let us create them, male and female. Let's create them in our image. Let's create them in our likeness. So just like God, we are designed in his image um, and in his likeness. Uh, We know in the New Testament, it says, just as Jesus was, so we are. So our potential is to walk in the fullness of the character and the nature of God. Well, the more we get to know God, the more we sit in God's presence, the more we learn, understand, and the more we come to reflect God's likeness. And so I want you to think with me for a moment that whatever... Um, whatever you worship, you will become like. It says that in the Old Testament. It says that they worshiped worthless idols, and so they became like worthless idols. 
And so we learn this from our kids, right? Like the, they become like the people they hang around. They start to dress like the people they hang around. Well, we are the same way. So the more we hang around God's presence and come to know his character, the more we will want to come into the fullness of who we're called to be, which is his image and his likeness. So when we're sitting in that place, it reveals to us what I call our God possibilities or our God design. So it's important that we remember one of the differences between the anointing and the glory is that the anointing empowers us to do, but the glory empowers us to be. So what we're doing is we're wanting to go past our behaviors. We're wanting to go past our personality. We want to go past even patterns that we've learned to practice Uh, Even good patterns, but we're doing them for the wrong reasons, or maybe they're not true to what's going on in our hearts. So let me give you an example. Um, If I'm tolerating somebody in a moment, but I'm I'm really annoyed with them, maybe I'm having judgment in my heart, maybe I'm being critical critical in my mind, and I've learned that that's not appropriate. It's not appropriate for me to respond that way on the outside. It's not appropriate for me to roll my eyes or for me to tell my friend I'm annoyed with her or whatever. I've learned how to behave the right way. But the glory of the Lord will bring us to a better place. It will reveal to us that, that we can do better than just learning how to behave the right way. The glory of the Lord will reveal to us that in our truest identity, we are able to love that person. We're able to not have any irritation with that person. We're able to not just tolerate that person, but celebrate that person because that's how God is with you and I. There are times when I'm annoyed with somebody. I have to remember that God never gets annoyed with people. Whenever we walk into a room, he doesn't roll his eyes. He celebrates us. The Bible says he delights in our presence that he spins about when we come into his throne room. And this is our potential. So I want to come into the fullness of that identity. And the more I am reminded, the more I sit in God's person, I receive his person, the more I um, am saturated by his nature, the more I see the fullness of my potential. Um, so again, we're designed in his likeness. We remember that in Romans three twenty three, it says we have all fallen short of the glory of God. So because of sin, the character of God in us got smeared. It got tainted. It got clouded by sin. But God sent his son that we would be restored back into our original image and we would be restored back into the glory. So when you and I got saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit deposited the love of God, that's what it tells me in Romans 5, 5, into my heart and, and brought me back into the image, back into uh, my state in Eden, my original Genesis, brought me back into the likeness of God. That is our potential. Now, it tells us in, in uh, 2 Corinthians that, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, listen to this, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image. So to behold something, when I, when I look into a mirror, I behold my image. I behold what I look like. I can apprehend what my hair looks like. And so what it's saying is, just like holding a mirror, so the glory of the Lord is transforming us into his image from glory unto glory by the Spirit of the Lord. So this is super important because what we need to recognize is there's a difference here between our soul and our spirit. 
A lot of us transform ourselves into the likeness of a Christian by our soul. But this is not what this is saying. Now hear me when I'm saying this. I I absolutely believe in training yourself towards righteousness. I'm not saying that we shouldn't partner with God. And sometimes there are areas in our life where we have to faith it until we become it. But if we only faith it and we never become it, we're missing out on the fullness of the glory of God. Because he says that I should be transformed into his image from glory unto glory by the Spirit of God. Meaning I, I should be pulling on the Holy Spirit to say this is an area in my life. This is an area in my personality. This is an area in my heart that needs to be transformed into the fullness of my God design. God, you say you celebrate that person, but I'm having a hard time. So the more we saturate ourselves in the glory of the Lord, the more we start to reveal our truest identity, the fullness of our potential in Christ. So when I look into a mirror, I look into a mirror with purpose. I'm looking intentionally because I want to see what I look like. Moreover, I probably am looking because I want to see if I need to make any improvements. Well, the glory of the Lord is the same thing. When we go to God, when we're saturating ourselves in his presence, we're saturating ourselves in his word, there should be a, a desire like that of looking into a mirror where I'm hoping to see places and spaces that need to be fixed, adjusted, or shifted in my heart or in my mind. So we use a mirror to improve our appearance, just as we should use the glory of the Lord to improve our identity into the fullness of who we're called to be. Now think with me for a moment in Psalm 23 where it says, He leads me beside still waters. Now, Any place we see water in the Old Testament, it's the idea of a reflection. Uh, They didn't have mirrors in the Old Testament, and so they used water to catch a reflection of who they were. So in Psalm 23, when it says, He leads me beside still waters, he's talking about the waters of reflection. He's talking about, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He, He causes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. And so when I'm saturating myself in God as my Lord and as my shepherd, he leads me to places where I reflect on who I am, where I'm able to see myself the way he sees me. I'm able to reflect on my identity, my behaviors, who I've been. This is where that confession and repentance comes in. We don't like to talk about that, but it's actually a beautiful thing. And let me say this, confession and repentance is nothing more than an invitation. It's a response to a conviction in your heart. And conviction is just an invitation, invitation to go deeper, to go more intimate, to go to a new level in your relationship with God. We should not fear conviction. We should not push back conviction. We should not avoid conviction because all it is is an invitation for us to go to a whole new level in our intimacy with God. So while we're beside the still waters, it's the idea of sitting and saying, God, who am I? It is the opportunity to look at yourself through his eyes and really get an honest look at who you're called, who you've been, who you've been, how you've been behaving, but then also who you're designed to be. And there should be an unction in there in each one of us 
to want to grow from this level of glory to this level of glory. We should never stop growing in the glory. There should be a continuum of your image growing more and more into the image, more and more into the likeness of God. That is your design. So again, his glory causes us to return to our genesis. It causes us to remember our original source. It causes us to remember our original blueprint, the design of God within us. His presence restores the integrity of that original design. I'm going to say that again. God's presence, the glory of God, restores in your life, in my life, the integrity of our original design. So what does that look like for you and I? I want us to think about the nature of God. Now, we know in Galatians 5.22, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. And that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. That is God's nature. And he's saying, by the Spirit, you will bear this kind of fruit. This is the fruit that will be seen in your life. You will walk in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. And I, I like to use this because I think it's, not, it's a nice, neat list that we can look at to really say, God, show me the places where I'm not walking in patience, where I'm not walking in joy, where I've lost control in areas of my life, where I responded not gently with my children, whatever it is. And when we go to this nice list and we remember that in my God design, by the fruit of the Spirit, this is what my identity looks like. It looks like love. It looks like joy. It looks like peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. It looks like that in every area, in every scenario of my, my life. Meaning faithfulness, I have the unction to follow through on the things I commit to. Come on, some of us have say, say we have faith, but we're not very faithful. And so these are the, this is the character of God. And when we remember who God is to us, when we remember his nature, when we reflect on his character, when I am reminded and I reflect, reflect on God's faithfulness to me, I learn in that moment who I'm called to be. So I'm able to say, I'm having a hard time being faithful in this area, but God, you've been faithful to me. And therefore, I know your faithfulness is in me and the ability to be faithful is done. And so, God, I just declare that faithfulness in my life right now in the name of Jesus. But in order for me to see the fullness of my design, I have to press into God's nature. I have to press into his heart. I have to press into his character. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 60 that the glory of the Lord is upon us. The glory of the Lord is upon us. There's a sense of doneness in that. It's, it's not a tomorrow word. That's a done. That's an established word. And I think a lot of us need to realize that we're not fighting for something. We're fighting from something. It's the idea of saying the, the fullness of God's design is already in me. And so I can say in reality, I struggle being patient, but I have patience because God is in me. His nature is in me. The glory of the Lord is upon me. Therefore, his patience, the patience of the kingdom is in me. And so I can face that until I become it completely. And the more I operate and the more I remember who God is in these moments, 
the more I will remember who I am and my potential. Let me give you another example. I might say, God, I, man, I just don't feel any joy in this area of my life. Okay, that's being honest. That's your reality. But God, you say that the fullness of the kingdom's joy is living within me. Your character, your nature, your essence of joy is inside of me. The glory of the Lord, the nature of God, the character of God is on me. Therefore, I declare, though I don't feel joy, that joy still abides inside of me because I am a container of your glory. I am restored back into my genesis. And as I reflect upon you, God, I'm asking you to shift this area in my heart that I would walk in the fullness of joy as you have designed me to. So it's just another example of how reflecting on his glory Uh, sitting in his glory, remembering his nature, remembering who he is to you reminds you of who you are, your potential, and who you're called to be. Remember, enforcing purpose, it starts with you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can also find me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or you can check out my other podcast show, Enforcing Purpose with Lisa Schwartz. For general information or resources, head to my website, at www.lisa-schwartz.com. Thanks for listening.